Well, hello, church. Here we are again. It's a, a privilege and a pleasure to be worshiping with you again. Um, we have we added a member over here, our illustrious uh, Cooper on guitar, and uh, we're really great uh, glad glad to be together this morning. And uh, we're just going to bless the Lord as as we uh, as we enter into worship, and um, we are just reminded that He is with us, that we have the army. Of, of angels behind us, and uh, and when we sing, understanding that power, it just it brings the spirit, it brings the power with with that. So, uh, Lord, we just uh, we give you this time, Father. We ask that you would anoint our worship, that you would anoint everybody's worship who's singing along with us, God. That you would inhabit our praises. This is a sacrifice of praise to you. We we stop what we're doing. We're setting aside time to come before you, and honor you, and be in the right place in the right position worshiping you, God. So, God, we just, uh, we ask for your anointing. We ask for your presence here. Be with us as we worship. Amen. Thank you. 
Walking around these walls, 
Yeah. 
It's good to see everyone, although I don't really see you, but by faith I see you in section one, two, three here in the sanctuary. Um, it's hard to believe it's been two months since we met. And of course, we're getting different reports about uh, a light in the end of the tunnel, but we're still, it's still some weeks away for sure before we're going to do anything. And who knows? We'll just have to follow that. But um, I also wanted to say that during this time, it's been really encouraging to me. Uh, I don't know that we've ever had as much Bible study going on interactively. Um, the, the weekly Zoom calls among the ladies and the men, the home groups, there's been a great deal of uh, interaction and, um, and creativity. So I just, I just want to bless you. Also, for those of you in our church, we haven't taken an offering in eight weeks and you have been so faithful that everything is moving forward fine, and I'm just grateful for your faithfulness to the Lord uh, and to our congregation. So with that said, I want to talk today about a subject close to my heart. Uh, but before I do, I'm going to talk about blessing the Lord, but I wanted to read a scripture 
from Ecclesiastes, uh, beginning in uh, chapter 3, verse 11, and then 14 and 15. He has made everything appropriate in his time. He has set eternity in their heart. I know that everything God does will remain forever. There is nothing to add and nothing to take from it. For God has so worked that men should fear him. That which has been already and that which will be has already been. For God seeks what has passed by. I wrote a letter this week to the congregation challenging us and even within our nation that we remember from where we came. On our money, it's in God we trust. In our Pledge of Allegiance, it's one nation under God. The Founder says that we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that government didn't establish this country. But we, endowed by our Creator, established this government. And we are accountable to God. May we know as a nation his mercy, love, and wisdom. Our nation right now, and people in general, including myself, mercy is never earned. You never warrant mercy. You can't do enough to get mercy. Mercy is just given. And so I want to ask you to join with me in prayer this morning uh, or evening, whatever time you're watching this, for prayer for our nation. If my people called by your name will humble themselves and pray. Prayer affects powers and principalities. We are in a very... Um, pivotal time in history. We have a lot of prognosticators saying it's this, it's that. Some people say, oh, I knew this was coming. Other people are taken by surprise. There's always a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks, but the one who sees what's already passed by is God Almighty. So let's join in prayer. If you just close your eyes and join with me. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. His plans are of his heart are from generation to generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. Lord, I ask your favor on our country. I pray that you would be, um, Lord, from the person, the most desperate person, in the most desperate situation, in the most desperate place, we ask for your amazing grace to penetrate those walls, to penetrate the walls of hearts and the walls of buildings. Lord, we pray, Lord, for our political leaders, that they would be men and women of integrity. Lord, there, it doesn't take us much to see that there is great, great division and differences. But Lord, I, we ask for your help. One nation under God, united we stand, divided we fall. And we ask you, Lord, to help our nation come together and heal. We pray, Lord, for the 60,000 plus that have lost their lives, which is way beyond that of the number of families that have been implicated for all the businesses and 
situations, Lord, that have been so difficult, we ask your grace and your favor. Lord, you have made us for this time. We ask forgiveness, Lord, for sins we've committed of omission and commission. Have mercy on us, Lord, we pray. We love you this day. In your wonderful name we pray, amen. Well, it says in Isaiah 33, 6, that he will be the stability of our times, a wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Uh, the COVID-19 virus um, has affected the economic, the social, the political, the medical, the educational, the legal, the psychological, the spiritual, virtually uh, every parts of our life. But the good news is that the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. This is not a surprise to the Lord our God. And he touches every area of economics, social, political, medical, education. He is God Almighty. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and all who dwell therein. You were made for 2020. You were chosen by him, known before the foundations of the world for this year, this time. May we have a heart of a lion. May we, may we have courage. The fearful flee when no one's pursuing. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. Today I want to talk about blessing the Lord. It's a song, and you know, whenever I sing a song, I, you're, it's dangerous. No telling what's going to happen. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. I just did something. I drew up air and I blessed him with my words. To bless is a, the Latin for blessing is benedictus. It is from bene, which means good, good diction, good speaking, good words. A benediction is the opposite of a malediction, cursing and anger and frustration. We are to bless the Lord regardless of our circumstances. And bless, you're going to hear this more than once. Blessing the Lord is deeply personal. I cannot bless the Lord for you. I can lead you in a chorus. Pat and the worship team can lead us in things, but it comes down to you have to be a blesser. You have to be a worshiper. You have, he, this is a personal salvation, a personal relationship with the God of the universe. No one can do it for you. I want to read in Psalm 103. That's going to be our text for all you Bible scholars. What's my text? And it'll start with this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. 
who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness. He'll not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever, but he has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways above ours. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He's mindful that we are but dust. As for man, his days are like grass. It's a flower of the field, so he flourishes. When the wind has passed over, it is no more. And its place acknowledged it no longer. But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness to his children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember his precepts to do them. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty, his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels. Bless him, angels, you're up there. Bless the Lord, you his angels. Mighty in strength who perform his word, obeying his word at, of his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you who serve him, doing his will. Bless the Lord, all you works of his in the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Blessing him means my desire and my memories and, and my thoughts, and I do it with my mouth. Whatever's lovely, whatever's pure, whatever of good repute, uh, on these things I dwell. To bless the Lord, we bless him by faith, in hope through love. The one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The psalmist said, bless the Lord and forget none of his benefits. What benefits? Everybody I talk to when they get a new job, the first question besides the salary is, what's the benefit package? What do you get? How much vacation you get? You get medical? Good, you get personal days, car allowance, how about the phone? People want to know the benefits that come with, the, with what happened. And so I bless you, Lord, and I'm for, not to forget your benefits. Well, what are they? Let's start with eternal life. Not bad. What did I do to earn that? Uh, oh, I didn't earn any, do anything. How about his provision? He's Jehovah Jireh. I could use the rest of the morning telling you amazing stories of God providing where there was no way of provision to come. 
What about my life, just being alive and, and your life and your family and your father and mother and your children and grandchildren, your friends, your church, your community, the house you have, the, the, the roof over your head, the opportunities you have in front of you, that you go home to a refrigerator that's full or partly full. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. Bless you. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Why do the scriptures tell us not to forget his benefits? Because we do. Webster's 1828 dictionary describes what to bless means, and it is to pronounce a wish of happiness for someone, a desire to put blessing upon them. Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. To bless is to make happy, to make successful, to prosper. Uh, when someone prospers in temporal concerns, we say that's a blessed man or a blessed family. The Lord thy God will bless you in all that you do. To bless is to praise, to glorify, and remember the benefits. We used to sing a song. I won't do two songs. That would be too much. That might be overkill. But it is, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will be continually on my mouth. Now, I, I'm going to start singing it. I'm not going to do it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Bum, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum. And then, and that's in Psalm 34. Psalm 145, it says, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. In Psalm 63, because of your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. In Psalm 72, blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone works wonders, and blessed be his glorious name forever. You and I have a power that we just don't use. If I sneeze, you might say, Gesundheit, God bless you. But we have a, what I'm focusing on right now is us blessing God. This is what the psalmist is saying, us putting benediction back on him for his wonderful and wonderful and wonderful works in our lives. I don't... Uh, in the New Testament, we're to be overflowing with gratitude, to give thanks with a grateful heart. So here we are. Before I continue to develop blessing, I think we need to talk about what a curse is. A curse is to utter or to wish evil against someone. Um, it is to intercede almost in evil. It's to call for harm and injury to fall on them. The Bible tells us to bless and curse not. So I'm going to ask you, have you ever cursed anybody? No, but I know you know people who have cursed people, but you have not. Have you ever cussed anybody out? No, not to their face. But, you know, I had a friend once, when we were playing basketball, cussed somebody out, right? Because we, we don't do that, right? Well, a curse is a malediction, and... Balaam was hired as a false prophet to 
curse Israel and all he could do was bless. He got very frustrated with that. A malediction, an expression or wish of evil towards another person. Uh, In Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 34, he talks about to love our enemies, to bless and curse not. Now, that alone would change the world if we could find a way to love people that are trying to hurt us. But that's our gospel. Christ redeems us from the curse of the law, which is a malediction. We are set free from the law of sin and death in Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's talk about cursing people. You and I are not allowed to curse somebody that gets under our skin. Bill, has anyone ever gotten under your skin? And you blessed him, right? Occasionally. People get under our skin, but we're to find a way to bless. How about the person you cannot forgive? The the person that treated you poorly, showed no remorse, they're arrogant, they're starring in their own movie, and they are just simply a bump, 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 bump. Let's lift the curse off of them. There's a scripture in uh, Psalm 62, 4. It says they bless with their mouth, but inwardly they curse. God's looking for purity in our hearts, not just an outward performance. We're not to be happy when someone we don't like or don't agree with. Someone that you've seen something wrong and then their whole world falls apart maybe a competitor or somebody else, and it's called damaged joy. It's like rejoicing, rejoicing over the downfall of somebody else. Uh, it's in Proverbs it's at, uh, 24, 17. It says, don't rejoice when your enemy falls and do not let your heart be glad um, when he stumbles. For the Lord will see it and he will be displeased and turn his anger away from them. So, Damon's joy is not where we're to be, where we're, we're glad to see he got his just due. He deserved it. He was such a jerk. God's trying to move us off because we are part of Abraham's seed by faith. We are blessed to be a cursing. We are blessed to be a blessing and through us all the earth to be blessed through the salt and light of the people of Jesus Christ, who, who is risen from the dead, sits at the right hand of the Father, has filled us with the Spirit, and dispatched us to the nations. To remember those benefits again, without remembering... I don't think we can properly honor God uh, because we just will. But Peter says um, in the first chapter, he says, Therefore, I always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them and have been established in the truth which is present with you. I consider it right as long as I am in this earthly dwelling to stir you up by way of reminder. 
I am not trying to tell you something new. Kids, I'm talking to you too. I'm not trying to tell you that you shouldn't curse someone or what I'm trying, because I think you know that. But I'm reminding you of it. And for our hearts to get realigned. The whole book, third chapter of the book of James is about the tongue and how it, salt water and fresh water come out of it. And it's such a small member. Uh, it's like a rudder on a ship and it can destroy. It's, uh, the scripture calls it deadly poison. But the tongue also can be used to bless the Lord and to bless one another. God works, he heals us from all our diseases. He's healing us in a time-space world. Um, I've had the privilege to see people healed. And then I prayed for people that weren't healed. Ultimate healing is the cross. That's eternal and long-lasting. In fact, every person that was ever healed, going back to the year 1900, no longer is alive. So in God, people get healed, but they don't live forever except through the blood of Christ. He redeems us from the pit. Have you ever been in a pit? A pit is something you can't get out of. Joseph was thrown into a pit and um, he was trapped. When I was in the military, I was in Panama. I was going through something called jungle warfare school and we had to... crossed this river called the Chagres River. And so we came down these um, steep banks to the foot of the river and there was no shoreline. And I came off the bank and went in and I went up into mud up to my waist. I couldn't move. And so then I, I took one leg and, I, and I'm, I'm going deeper. I took another leg, I'm going deeper. So now I'm at my waist, I'm going up about this far it wasn't quicksand, but about as close to quicksand as you can get. I am trapped. I want to tell you that had the guy, other men with me pulled me out, which was no easy task, I would still be in that place in Panama. I never would have gotten out on my own. I would have died there. There's a story about a man that falls into a well Some of you may have heard it, but he falls 40 feet down into this well. It's a narrow well. And he gets to the bottom. It's all full of miry clay and squishy and dirty. It's just, I mean, it it wasn't a, a well that really was working, but it still had dampness and mud. And he's stuck down there, and he can't get out. And he cries out. He says, Help me, somebody, somebody, somewhere. And for purpose of analogy, Muhammad walked by and he looks down and he says, oh, my son, bow down five times a day. Don't eat pork and you'll be fine. And then Buddha walks by. My son, you're not really in that well. You need to rise above it and find nirvana in this life. See yourself out of the well. You're not really there. And and then Buddha goes along. A Hindu priest goes by and he said, bad karma, you deserve that from a previous life. Um, 
A secular humanist walks by and says, you're an idiot for walking, falling into that well, and then moves on. And then comes Jesus. He looks down the well, and he sees you trapped. You're going to die. You have no future. You're alone. Can't do anything. He climbs over the wall. He grabs the rope, and he shimmies all the way down, and he gets into the mud with you. He gets his own clothes dirty. And he puts his arm around you and says, come on, we're going to get out of here, and shimmies you back up. He redeems my life from the pit. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord. Blessing is very personal, as I've said. Only you can do it. I would just ask, for those of you that don't sing, I think one of the craziest things is to meet somebody that loves music but doesn't sing. Make a joyful noise. Open your mouth and bless him. Say it over and over again. When I was um, teaching, uh, going to grad school in Georgia, it would finish about 9.30 at night. And it was about a 37-mile drive back to where I lived in Albany. And it would be uh, the class finished around 9, and it would be dusk. But I drive in those flat roads, and there's cotton fields out there, and there was nobody on this two-lane road. And I used to pull over in my cool little pinto. I'd get out. Bless you, Lord. Bless your holy name. There is none like you in all the earth. Bless you. I had the most fun. And something changes inside of me when I get out of my self-consciousness and realize he's my friend, he's my Lord. What are we holding back on? He's not given us a spirit of timidity, but power and love and discipline, right? Is that right, Ethan? Did you hear it, folks? Ethan said, right. The Lord's compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, overflowing with mercy and love. And he's not dealt with us according to our iniquities. Thank you, Lord. As far as the east is from the west, he's removed my transgressions. Every one of us have made some major mistakes in our life. You are not to limp around with a ball and chain for the mistakes you've made in the past, but you are to bow the knee and let the blood of Christ wash you and cleanse you and be free. Because who the Son sets free is free indeed. You're forgiven. Live like you've been forgiven and bless them like you've been forgiven instead of still doing Monday morning quarterback. I would have, could have, I should have, I didn't. Forget it. That gets you nowhere. God paid a huge price for us. Bless the Lord, O my soul. As a father has compassion on his children, the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Thank you, Lord. I have watched earthly fathers do so much for their kids. I mean, it's unbelievable. You're not a thimbleful of the love that God has for you as a father. Bless you, Lord. Bless your holy name. 
For he knows our frame, mindful that we're dust. And he knows we have a limited time here. He gives us life and he gives us a heritage forever. He's established a throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules on the, over the entire universe. Everything that is, everything that was, and everything that shall be bows the knee to Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. You know... I've shared this before, but our life experiences are ample evidence uh, that we'll never have it all together. No matter how talented you are or educated or how much charisma you have or insight, we just don't ever really get it all together. And for that matter, society will never have it together. The philosophers in ages past that wanted utopia it ended up with nothing but mass murder and confusion. And it's on the ashes of history. We won't ever have it all together, but it's amazing. Neither will your own kids. But apparently you love your own kids even though they don't have it all together. Why do you love Junior when he acts like a jerk? Sorry, kids, this is between the, me and the parents right now. Why do you like little Missy when she's a jerk? Why do you love her? Because she's my flesh and blood. She's my daughter. Well, you have been grafted in. You're part of the body of Christ. Your heavenly Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You're part of that. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's in me. Bless his holy name. I wrote, read this uh, a few weeks ago with, from Judy Curtis, but she talked about people in the Western Hemisphere who believe, and she said, uh, if you're from the West, we are so organized, so pragmatic, so what's your plan? We've got it all figured out. We've got it all tied down. She said, it's an illusion. It's an imposter even, with no real power to deliver. It promises that most things will go pretty much as planned. It pets pats us on the back and acknowledges our good effort at being responsible people, ones who prepare, troubleshoot, and think through things before acting. And then, boom, COVID-19. Or boom, 9-11. Or boom, greetings. The President of the United States would like to have you serve. Or boom, you got your own booms that change the course of your personal history. And yet he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the faithfulness or stability of our times. God is calling us to walk by faith, knowing that he's faithful and true, and bring us through regardless of the scope and complexity of the times that we live in. So in closing, I wanna say, and maybe you could join me, God is in control. God is in control. He has a sovereign plan and purpose. You're not even coming through the TV yet, okay? Um, okay, 
Number two, faith is our currency. There's no inflation or devaluing of that currency in the kingdom of God. Without faith for your situation, where you are in God, it's impossible to please God. Third, bless him yourself. Say it with me. A little louder, please. Louder! Bless him yourself. Okay, we only have two people here, but I'm trying to get them. They're going to be Christians by the end of this, these weeks of filming. Bless him loudly and lovingly, even if you feel awkward. It's okay. Bless, bless. And kids, when you say your prayers at night and you're asking God for things and you're thanking God for things and you're praying for your mom and your dad and your brothers and sisters or a kid at school or someone you know about having a hard time, I want to ask you to really try to bless the Lord too in your prayers. So when you thank him and do all that, then it's just, Bless you, Lord. Bless you. Amen. Um, Each week we have honored a particular group of people. Our first week doing that was with our um, nurses and um, medical people. And the second week, last week, was with our EMTs and firemen and policemen. And this week, we're going to honor teachers. Uh, many of the teachers have had a difficult time switching over to Zoom technology, and some are better at it than others. But um, we, in our church, we have people that um, teach in public, they teach in private, they teach college and university classes, they teach high school, they teach junior high, elementary, preschool, we have homeschoolers. And a quote by a man named Henry Adams said, a teacher affects eternity. And you can never tell when his or her influences stop. We want to honor your vocation and let you know, we hope and pray that uh, by next term that things will be back to some similitude of uh, last year before this virus hit. Closing word, if your voice has been muted, let it not be muted anymore. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Thank you, and I'm going to turn it over to Pat and the worship team. God bless. We love you, teachers and we see all the hard work you are doing. Thank you. Thank you for all the teaching that you're putting in all this hard work to to teach us to learn about Jesus and much more. We appreciate you. I want to thank all the teachers at SCC for all the time and effort that you put in to the uh, the students. Um, I realize 
how much effort a teacher has to put into doing what they do because just seeing my dad at home, uh, getting all the lessons planned ready for a daily basis for the students takes a lot of time and I just, I want to thank, I want to thank you for what you've done. So, yeah. Hi, thank you for working so hard teachers. Thank you to all the teachers who are working very hard during this difficult time to help your students get the education that they need. I'd like to thank all the teachers who are dedicating their time and working hard to make online school easier for the students. Hi teachers, we love you. Hi teachers, we love you. We love you so much, bye. We love you so much, bye. Thank you for all you're doing during this coronavirus, teachers. Thank you, teachers, for all your loving support. We love you. the Lord of oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, worship Your holy name. Son. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawn. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the
bless you, Lord. All right, go out and be blessed.